Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I am Will. And today we're going to talk about the 13th chapter of The Mandalorian, which was known as The Jedi. So, <clears throat> let me just say, um, wow. <laughs> uh, this was actually directed by Dave Filoni, the guy who pretty much was the showrunner for, um, for the Clone Wars show. So obviously we're going to start to see some things introduced here. We kind of expected that coming. But, um, I don't know, like, it's, it's funny to me because I really loved what The Mandalorian was when it started off as a space western, kind of having a different feel than the other movies, um, and kind of having its own story going on. You're introducing a new side of Star Wars. Here, it's bringing a lot of stuff from the past up, and it's getting a lot more, like, we're, we're seeing more Jedi stuff. So, Mm. I didn't know how I'd feel about that at first, but the way they did this episode... I'll, I'll say I really, really enjoyed it. What's your take on it? I really enjoyed it too. Um, for, for multiple reasons, we're going to get into it later. Um, gonna, gonna gonna piggyback on what you said about them bringing more things in from the past. I'm, <clears throat> I don't know how to exactly put this. I'm not watching the Clone Wars. I'm not going to get into that. And I'm not, you know, reading any of the EU. So I'm coming into this more virgin than you are. Um I just think that's the way to go when you're looking at a new series with fresh eyes. I don't want to have right. to. I, I don't want to have to go back into the past to understand what's going on now. The, the the show and the and the show runners should have the foresight enough to be able to tell me what I need to know without me having to go back and watch three or four seasons of an animated TV series. And I right, shouldn't have right. to wa- I shouldn't have to read, you know, however many books there are pertaining to the subject in order to understand what's going on. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on things. I'm I, mm. I don't feel like you really have to go back to understand what's going on right now. That's just me. I mean, yeah. if, if you are, I'm talking about you, Lee, if you are, I mean, cool, <laughs> you can you can kind of be that that bridge. But I don't I don't think you have to do that because then you're going to be in the predicament in this predicament where you're going to be comparing and contrasting to elements from the books and old TV shows that might not necessarily be true. Yes, so just I agree because, with you there. Just because it's written and just because it is technically Star Wars lore doesn't mean that it's automatically going to be injected into the series. Correct. So the good thing okay. about that is, <clears throat> just like, um, for example, I-, I feel like you can, if you're bringing a show into a universe or anything like that, I, I keep thinking back to like Star Trek, like the Star Trek movies that J.J. Abrams did. I was never a Star Trek fan. No offense to, you know, the, what, what do you, you prefer to be called Trekkers, right? Not Trekkies, you guys out there? All right. Um, so the Trekkers. I'm, I'm still um, going to call them Trekkies. I grew up yeah. calling them Trekkies. I'm still going to call them Me Trekkies. Too. I don't care. Me too, but apparently it's derogatory, <laughs> according to Seth Rogen and um, Fanboys. But anyway, <clears throat> so if you haven't seen Fanboys and you're a Star Wars fan, you need to watch it. It's definitely uh, a very interesting movie with tons of references um, just into Star Trek, Star Wars, but the whole point is like they're Star Wars guys who love Star Wars, and they're trying to get their friend who was diagnosed with cancer to get into to break into the Lucas Ranch and see Star Wars Episode One before it comes out, so that he sees it before he dies. That's the general sense, like whole point of this movie. It's actually really fun. It's got a good cast. But anyway, I digress. Getting back into this. Um, I, I think when you when you make something where you don't have to have seen the other ones in order to under to enjoy it, that's the point. That's that's when you're when you're making something good. 
And mm. I and I definitely agree with you that you don't have to have have watched or read or anything before this, but have just seen the movies in order to get this and say this is a great story. I love it. So, where I would consider something like the Clone Wars, you know, the animated stuff, any of that stuff, um, and the books, you know. I wouldn't consider them part of the... I mean, they're movies, they're things like that. I would never consider them part of the theatrical releases. Because they're not. They're not They're not live, live action. Anything outside of those universes shouldn't be considered um, specifically directly canon. So I... And that's what, you know... So, for example, um, I got a series of... A few different series here that I want to read. Some trilogies. Um, I've got them... The Kevin Anderson uh, trilogy, that the, the the Jedi Search or Jedi um, Academy trilogy, and I also have the the first Thrawn trilogy that Timothy Zahn put out. Um, so after this episode, I decided to you know what I've been wanting to read this for a while. Let me get into it. I'm reading Heir to the Empire, which is the first of the Thrawn trilogy. Um, which you know, um, so far it's like okay, it's interesting, and it takes place five years after the Battle of Yavin, which of course is four years before this. You know. Um, where they are in Mandalorian. <clears throat> right, we confirmed that, right? It was nine years, ABY? I think. I believe so. Okay. Well, with all that being said, I I just, I enjoy the opportunity to take it and say, okay, I want to get a little bit more of a backstory on who Thrawn is, for example. So when, you know, when he does get introduced in something else later on, you know, which, I mean, duh. Again, spoiler alert, if you're listening to this, you should know this by now. We're going to give spoilers. Um, she drops, there's the name drop, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, okay, time to read the book. I'll get off my butt and finally read it again. You know? But I don't have to. And I and I like that. But I just felt compelled to. Um, and then where there's the, the character here, Ahsoka, um, <clears throat> I will definitely say having known at least just the basic knowledge from the Clone War, Wars movie, you know, the, the, the film itself, even though it's animated that helps you understand oh wow hey how cool is it that that was actually Anakin Skywalker's Padawan you know she's not just an old Jedi she didn't say in this episode that she used to train under Anakin Skywalker you know that would be too on the nose and you know really handing it to people but it's I like that you know they introduced it she was a Jedi and then that's pretty much all you know about that but those who have watched the stuff that Filoni's done in the past understand who she was so yeah. You don't need it. See that right there. But that, I, that, I like it. That's that's one of the okay, you like it. I don't like that. <clears throat> I could have gone without knowing that she was Anakin's Padawan. Well, I, I think it I think it makes a lot of sense based on how she how she was. You um, don't need it. No. You don't that's my whole thing. You don't need it in this show. It's just it's an extra layer onto a character and it's unnecessary. A kind of to me, it to, to me it kind of takes away from who she is on the show. Mm-hmm. It could. It, it's it's almost it's almost blinding. Like oh, like she's introduced and she in the in the initial scene where she's introduced and she just wrecks over everybody and you just oh this is a really cool character this is an awesome Jedi I'm curious to know more about her backstory on the show. You attach the name Anakin to it and it's like anything else that's going to take precedent. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I knew about it before the episode. Actually, I haven't told you about it before the episode. And um, I'm glad you was... didn't. I, I didn't. I, I really, <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't want to know that. And if and, and if that makes me a bad TV <laughs> watcher, then so be it. But I didn't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. But, I mean, either way, 
I think it's for me. I like to get a little bit of backstory when I can. Now I know that reading the Thrawn book um, is not going. It's not considered canon. These are Star Wars legends. They call them legends when they're not can, when they're not canon anymore. When Disney's like, hey, you know what? We're not gonna like this is fun to read, but it has nothing to do with what we're doing. It's like okay, so everything I'm reading in this book won't have anything to do with that. But the character himself, Thrawn. This will kind of give more of a backstory so I get who he is. Not so much what he does in this story or what happens here, but just kind of getting an idea of who he is. And then I can be like, okay, I'm going to see how they're going to do it here. You know, for me, I always like to have a picture. So sometimes if I'm reading a book, um, especially if I'm reading any kind of type of novel and there's a character like this that has like an extended, you know, universe or part of an extended universe, I will look up and see, ooh, I wonder how people would make this look. <clears throat> so I was wondering initially... I wonder what Ahsoka Tano is going to look like way before it was introduced. And Disney is very good at being tight-lipped and not showing anything, really, or telling much about what's about to come out in each Mandalorian episode. <laughs> so I, I, so that's that's where I kept my mouth shut around you, because I knew this was going to be Rosaria Dawson. Oh, no, I knew it, too. Okay. Like, we all knew that, but the thing is, you know, we didn't see what she'd look like. You know, we did. there was nothing really leaked out, not, at least not commonly, that was leaked out showing what her costume would look like. So when they introduced her, I was like, wow, that looks spot on. And she was mm-hmm. perfect. Perfect. Oh, she was perfect for the role. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah, let's let's get into the episode itself. I mean, I enjoyed a lot about it just because they did it. They, I thought they did a lot of things really, a lot of justice. I mean, there's this fortified city. You've got this um, magistrate there. Was it Morgan Elsbeth? Was it, they were calling her. Um, yes. Who is pretty much like, I, I don't keep holding these people captive for this reason, that reason, whatever, and in comes, you know, Ahsoka, but basically just taking them out. And the way, the way it was introduced, the way her character was introduced, which is great, she comes in dual-wielding. Now, the funny thing is, name another Jedi that you've seen dual-wield. Hmm. Exactly. And that's why I personally, and it was funny because I was watching some of the Clone Wars, ep- Wars episodes. I've only watched 10 episodes of the show Clone Wars, and it's usually in passing. I'll throw it on while I work, and it's there, you know, or my kids will want to watch it. And I'm like, okay, so I'll throw that on while I'm working, and, you know, they're doing it if we have crossover time where I'm finishing up work at the end of the day. And in that, I, I remember saying to my daughters, because they were asking, they're like, oh, how come he has two lightsabers? I'm like, well, um, if you notice, a lot of the bad guys tend to have double, they have two sabers, you know, one way or another. But it was strange to see here that Ahsoka was the only one I've seen who was wielding two. And that's what it kind of made me think about, like, okay, well, I don't know how far, like, what happens in the rest of the series that I'm watching here, The Clone Wars. Um, I'm sure I'll learn at some point if I, if I ever get through seven seasons of it. Um, but from what I'm, I'm seeing here, no, she's being trained by Anakin, and we know where Anakin's gone, so I'm wondering if there's a little bit of that in her, where she's not really just like a Jedi. You know, she could be, as they used to call in the old books and say, a dark Jedi, basically a Sith. So I'm wondering if she's somewhere in between one of those Grey Walkers, you know? Didn't Lucas shut that theory down? What, the Grey Walkers? Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I think what it comes I down he to did. is... I think he was... A- anybody I think there who was a- uses the Force, you know, there was if, a you're Q&A. Still, if you're still struggling... There was a Q&A years ago that Lucas took part of, and if I'm remembering correctly, somebody asked, oh, they asked the same question about Luke. You know, is Luke a great Jedi or something along that lines? And Lucas flat out said, no, there are no great Jedi. Well, 
I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think the whole point they're getting at is they're, 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 I mean, the way they introduced the rise of Skywalker, the way that they did it, and the end is like, we know what's your name, Skywalker. I think the whole point is the Jedi are dead. The Skywalkers are, are the new generation of these force-wielding knights. And I think what they're getting at there is they're going to be very much, um, kind of a little bit, a little bit of both. They have emotion, you know, they have emotion. That's the big difference between a Jedi and somebody who's a Sith is the emotion. And I, and I think that's what's happening here because we saw in, in Ray's development that she never really got over, you know, being emotional, you know, and we're seeing her as a Skywalker now. I think that was the entire point. I mean, whatever. It, it could be you are is, reaching. You are okay. reaching, my friend. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. We will see. The, It'll the, all the, be explained the, at some point. Those whole those the way that those movies played out was just evidence that they had absolutely no idea what they no were idea doing. What they were doing, I know. <laughs> they jumped from Abrams to Johnson back to Abrams again, and there was so much backpedaling and. Mm -hmm and retconning events that I take none of what I saw at face value. Yeah. Zero. I know. I'm, I'm sorry, man, but that, oh, the, the Skywalker's going to be this. No, I, I'm firmly against that. That's, they had no clue what they were doing. They uh, fumbled I mean, that ball hardcore. Well, I, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't see any other way to justify what they were trying to get at here. You know, that's because really there's no, like that's because you can't dead. justify yeah. it. That's because there's no justification. There's there's zero justification for what we well, saw. Well, Mandalorian's right trying movies. to. The Mandalorian is trying to justify. We have right not now. had so one mention. We have not had one mention of Skywalker in this series. We're not there yet. We haven't had We're Jedi really mentioned much either. But now they're getting mentioned. They were mentioned at the very end of the first episode of the first season. You know, take the child back to the Jedi. That's what you got to do. Okay, then we get Ahsoka. We're getting more and more Star Warsy, and it's funny because I remember you saying that you were very happy it wasn't too Star Warsy, but you said you loved this episode. And I'm sorry, this episode is the Star Warsiest episode we've had. <laughs> okay, I know, so, I, I know, I, I, I know. I'm not, I'm not backpedaling on that. I don't want the mm -hmm. show to get too Star Warsy. I loved this episode for a completely different reason. And right. it was like it was like what you said before, where it, it feels like a space western. This was all. This also had two scenes in it that felt very western. Oh, oh my god! Amongst, so let's right. amongst all the others that have been out so far. Right. So let's let's kind of get into the parts of the episode that were really getting us. So I mean, uh, we're seeing here uh, that was my whole thing about the dual wielding is like, hmm, interesting. We don't really see Jedi dual wielding, and it's what makes me think. This is a different type of Jedi, and it's not just because she's holding two lightsabers, but something else is going on. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking there's more to it, and we're gonna we're gonna get more of it. I I, I can't see them wasting Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson on one episode, and that's it. Neither can I. I was very disappointed that they just had her there, and then he left again. I'm just like, oh, another episode where he goes somewhere and then he leaves, and he goes somewhere and then he leaves. It's like, oh, I'm kind of I'm 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 expecting a crew to start to build up at some point. I figured maybe the frog lady would be there for a few episodes before she got to her, her destination. No, not the case. Well, whatever. So, anyway, we will see how it all kind of comes together later on. But, you know, obviously we see... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Grogu. Grogu. Thank you. All right? I'm, I'm, I'm tired of saying Baby Yoda. I'm so tired of, of trying to remind myself to say, oh, it's not Baby Yoda, it's the child. Grogu. I, I don't know how I feel about the name. Why? 
I'm happy that we have a name. I'm happy that we have a name too. What's wrong I with just, Grogu? It, when it came out, it was it was kind of like, um, for me, it was like somebody plays a really great guitar solo, you know. And those of you who know me, I'm a musician. Somebody plays a really great guitar solo, and then the last note doesn't go up on like a high note, you know. It's like it's that that last taste of the solo. Um, or better example, you know, it, it's like it should go to a certain spot, but it doesn't quite hit it. You know, you eat food and the aftertaste, like the food tasted great, but the aftertaste tasted like, you know, beaver butt, you know, that's, that's it. So for me, I'm not going to say this, you know, straight up beaver butt, but it was like Grogu. I'm like, Grogu, Grogu, maybe it'll grow on me, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry that I realized it was going to be a really bad pun. So I stopped, um, <laughs> maybe it'll grow on me eventually, but it just, I don't know. Something just didn't seem to to finally fit for me right off the bat, but I, I'm sure I'll get used to it and I'll be like, okay, I was just being dumb. But you know, all this time we've been calling it something. You know, it's like it. Th- think of this: you get a cat, you call the cat, you know, Ducky or something stupid for like three years. Somebody comes by and says, "Oh no, that cat's name is actually Rex." What are you gonna say? You're gonna be like. Nah, that's not good enough. If I'm going to change it and not call this cat Ducky anymore, it's going to be better than Rex. You know what I mean? Not really. I really okay. didn't have a problem with the name at all. Okay, whatever. Grogu it is. I mean, come uh. on. What, what, <laughs> it, when, I mean, when you get down to it, what's in a name? Yeah, I know. What's it's in just... a name? I mean, I, well, actually, I'm curious to know, like, you know, back in 77, how did people feel about the name Yoda? Well, it was new to them. Seventy-seven, everything was brand new. They just took exactly. It. They it weren't wait, they weren't waiting for thirty plus years for you know new characters to be introduced into the universe. But the thing is, it was new. Yeah, well, I guess Jar Jar Binks. Oh, I'm never gonna bring that. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, I, I mean this this whole thing was definitely. Um, I mean, start off with the way that they had it all set. With it's very like samurai looking, you know, set up. You know, they're in this town. It seems like it's like this fortified city, you know, or town, fortified uh, village, right? Being guarded by Michael Bean. Did did I expect Michael Bean to be in this show ever? No. Was I happy that Michael Bean was in it? Yes. Does he look an awful lot like Lee Majors in this? Yeah. (laughs) Until I heard him speak, I was like, I was like, that guy looks so familiar. Then I hear him talk, and all I hear is, Sarah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's Michael Bean. Um, yeah, his voice is pretty much the same, but he's he's definitely aged. He's definitely yeah, aged he's quite aged. a bit. And it was, he is aged quite it a was bit. Just, it was nuts to see, because we haven't seen him in a lot of stuff lately. At least nothing, nothing huge. But when we saw him, you know, I mean, we'll he's, he's pre- most notable. He's most notable for being in Terminator. Let's just he's let's just call that. What yeah, it is. he's notable notable for Terminator. He was in The Rock. He's been in a bunch of other things. Aliens. Um, you know, that's what I think of as you know, Aliens is probably the second most that I, I remember aside of Terminator. Um, <clears throat> but he's there basically working with this uh, Morgan Elspeth character. She wants, um, you know, as we see this, she runs back off into the woods, blah, blah, blah. That's Ahsoka doing her thing out in the woods. We got Mando shows up. He starts talking to her, and she's like, hey, I'll give you this Beskar staff, you know, uh, if you kill that Jedi. And she's Mm. like, yeah, I know that Mandalorians and Jedi don't get along, so this should be easy for you. You know, just go out there and do it. 
Okay. He goes out there and he bumps into Ahsoka and, you know, obviously they're going to fight at first because she's like, you're a Mandalorian <laughs> and, you know, there's history there and whatnot. And he's just like, hey, you know, they, they fight well together. And he's just like, she sent me out here to kill you. I really don't want to kill you. You know, I'm trying to take care of this kid. Oh, there we go. And we get Grogu. I love the fact that, like, the two of them just sat there ne- across from each other at the fire and just silently communicated back and forth. And she got all the information she needed to get. Just, like, looking into each other's eyes. I'm like, okay. And that's when we get Grogu, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, what else is there to say? They're they're communicating through they're they're communicating through the force. We don't have really have any dialogue. We right. really don't know what information she was able to pick up on. I something tells me. I mean, like you said before, they're not bringing in Rod- Rosaria Dawson for this one off. She's. Mm-hmm. I I believe I believe she's going to be playing somewhat of an important role. Maybe there's more information that was back and forth between the two of them than we know. Maybe she withheld mm-hmm. certain information from Mandalorian. We do, we really don't know. So I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to really say anything about that scene because it's, we're in the dark. We're still mm-hmm. literally in the dark on that. Yeah. Now, so, well, I mean, yeah, of course, we're going to see how things are going to go. We're going to see where they're going to take this. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> so. My my concern now is like we're we're how far are they going to go with this? How much are they going to add to this backstory? And where has um, Grogu been this entire time? Um, some some theories people put out there and joked around about was that uh, when Darth Vader or when yeah when basically he was Darth Vader and went in there and started like hacking up the younglings, that Baby Yoda that, okay Grogu was there and he just like hid, and let all the others die. Hmm. That and people are just like wow you know just like. It's like this big thing, like they're making it a big, make, making it a big deal. Like, oh, Grogu's a jerk. He just like snuck out and let everybody else die. <laughs> eh, hmm. Well, whatever. That's that's not a theory that I'm gonna sit there and, and go off on. But um, well, timeline wise, it, it, it makes it, sense that he was there. It makes sense for a couple of different reasons. Other than that, you 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 mentioned before. Then I kind of poo pooed on it a little bit. But after you told me that, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. You told me before that uh, this character was Sakatan. Mm-hmm. She Sakatano. was yeah. a Sakatano. Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano. Shaka Khan. <laughs> right. She was a. Uh, she was. Bleh, she was an. Bleh, she was Anakin Padawan. Padawan. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That could be something she wouldn't want to talk about. Right. I mean, if they're That's sitting there and they're well, okay. Never. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's my point. That's why I'm thinking. I'm, I'm wondering if they're really going to tie this stuff in a lot more. I mean, if you got Filoni there, you know, partially at the helm, I wouldn't be surprised if they really start to put a lot of that, more of that in there together and start tying in the, you know, all these other threads that are obviously still there. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know. But it's it's definitely an interesting theory. Um, aside from other th- uh, that theory, you heard about the jeans guy, right, from the siege? Uh no. <laughs> Okay, so just like any other thing, I guess there's like this big thing of uh, there was a guy, um, most people probably already know about this, they've been paying attention uh, to like social media and jokes and stuff like that. I just found out about it recently. But um, there's one of the crew that you can clearly see in the background in the episode that uh, Carl Weathers directed. 
as they're like going in there shooting up, there's a shooting the whole place up. There's this guy just standing there and all you see is like his jeans and, you know, a shirt. <laughs> and you're like, oh, there's clearly just some dude standing there like behind a corner that didn't realize he was in the shot. So the joke is uh, they just made it like, oh, this is like the new the new greatest character. And somebody put up a thing that looked like an action figure. What all it is, it's a half a wall and just like his his shoe, a leg, <laughs> like part of his arm. And that's that's the action figure. <laughs> but they're making a big thing about it. And it's just, you know, people are just are just having some fun with it. You're like, oh, look at this. They finally they're finally messing up and we're seeing things just like the um, the, uh, the to go coffee cup sitting on the table in Game of Thrones. You know, people are saying stuff about that, too. It's like, oh, look at this, this new accessory that the, the Mother of Dragons has or whatever. I never yeah, I, I, I remember that. And I'm trying <laughs> desperately hard to put that the last the final season of that <laughs> television show completely out of my mind. Yeah, you know, you want to you, you you want you you brought up something earlier that maybe you should well maybe we or whatever you've insinuated in the past that maybe we, we both should watch the Clone Wars and read up on the book so that we know what we're talking about. I'm jaded when it comes to things like that and adaptations or mm-hmm. what is supposed to be a sequel because I've read the Ice and Fire series and I've watched a television show. They don't line up at all. Right. And what that show ended up being was just a, a dribbling mess. Right. So maybe maybe I'm jaded. Maybe I just don't want to do that to myself again. That makes a lot of sense. I can I can get that. I mean, even Walking Dead, what they did was they knew that so many people like read the Walking book, uh, the Walking book, the graphic novels of the Walking Dead, and they changed things up. Where I mean, didn't didn't Carl die like way earlier, and then he didn't die, and then they had him lose an eyeball later on instead. It's like they kept on changing the story because they wanted it to be something new and exciting for the people who've read the books. Right. You know, Rick loses his so, arm in the comics. Oh, geez, yeah. It's just it, I know all that these happens. different things that have changed. You know. <clears throat> I, I mean, I stopped watching seasons ago. Like we talked about last last episode, you know, The Walking Dead just lost it for me. It was so great to start, but after those three seasons that went by, it was just like, oh, God, what are you guys doing? You're turning it into everything else, and it just it wasn't interesting anymore. No offense to anybody who loves the show. Go, go ahead and keep watching it. It's just it's not my cup of tea anymore. Not even my beer. But anyway, yeah, that was it was a concern to me. Back to Grogu here, because we're, we're definitely going off on tangents on other things, but hey, that's what we're here to do is just talk, right? We're not on a schedule. <laughs> no one's telling us we can't talk about anything else. We're not being paid by uh, the Star Wars franchise to do this. So I-, I thought it was interesting as she was telling the story, um, and this kind of reminds me of what they've done in Smallville when they start getting into things that are reminiscent. As she was telling the story of who Yoda was, did you notice that the Star Wars overture was playing? In the background. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought that was great. And like I said, they did that in Smallville as well, where they started talking about other things that were from like the movies or even seeing Christopher Reeves in there. Um, they would start playing the original theme, you know, from the, from the theatrical film. And it's like, oh, it's it's such a nice little touch to add that. You know, it's like it's, it's a comfortable you... feel. It kind of brings you back a little bit and you go, oh, OK, this feels like, you know, we're on the same page. You know, we're all in the same universe. Something else that's completely off topic. When you stop and think of how many projects John Williams has had his hands in, it's astonishing. Oh, yeah. oh it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and it's funny because if you think of pretty much any John Williams film, usually those films have some place in your heart 
because of you know mm. how they they hit you. Like I mean, whatever. Call me call me a, a little child, but E. T. still gets me. And the and the the music for the the bicycle chase scene is probably my favorite uh, one of my favorite compositions in a movie. Um, just when they're when they're going up there and they're they're running away from the FBI and uh, you know NASA and everything, and then they're jumping over cars and they're flying across the you know the sunset and everything. I'm like that's that music is just amazing, you know. And that's that's early '80s too. That was right after Empire Strikes Back. I think that movie came out. Um, <laughs> even even having a you know Yoda walking by, a little kid dressed up as Yoda was funny. And then of course. There's the joke that they did in was it was it at Revenge of the Sith, when they um they added in the ET characters over in the Senate. Anyway. Oh really? I never noticed. You never that. you never saw that? No, there's a whole. You remember you remember that what the Senate looked like? It had that big like all those like floating, um, like platforms that everybody was on. The big they the had, big the big dome room that looks like Cerebro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, in there there was one of them, and if you looked over, you saw like a whole family of ET you know, species jumping up and oh. down and like talking and stuff because they're, they're part of the Senate. And I'm like, that is so cool. It was just a little nod over to Spielberg. Um, and because they, he was, it was his way of repaying the whole, like, you know, Star Wars characters introduced in E.T. I mean, even the beginning of E.T. were oh, when he first meets, um, Elliot and Elliot showing him all the toys he had, he had Greedo and Boba Fett were actually two of his action figures. And he was saying, this is Greedo and here's Boba Fett. Yeah, it was actually really cool that they they incorporated all that. I mean, especially mm. back then, where Boba Fett was not like very well known. He was introduced in the um, the 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 holiday special, and then as the one who took away um, Han at the end of the episode in Carbonite. So definitely really really cool. Um, well, if anyway. ET came out, if ET came out after Empire, that makes sense. <laughs> I think ET came out in '82. I could be wrong. Um, but either way, it was just, it's nice. That, yeah. 82 is when it came out. Um, so it was nice that they, they had, they kind of nodded to each other in both of those films. But anyway, um, that's, that's what I did. Like, I like when they have that continuity to kind of tie things back into the, the stories, you know, the music, I mean, music adds such a feel to anything. Like try to watch a horror movie with, with the, the, with it muted, you know, it, it is not the same thing. It's just like, Oh, this is bad. You know, I've, I've. I've done some some film work and I've done some acting and stuff like that. And unless you have a good um, audio track backing you up, it's you know it's it gets garbage. So when you can I use it to to create, I would have agreed with you before connection. I saw. I would have agreed with you before I saw um, a quiet place. Uh, yeah, well that's that true. Used and that's... silence very well. Well, that's the thing is you have to have a you have to be able to to know how to use it that way, and that's what made that movie very different. Now, I haven't finished that movie, so I can't say too much about it. But you know, just your comment there inspired me to say, okay, I'll get back into making it a point to see it. I know the did the mm. second one just come out or it's coming out. I have no idea. I stopped watching for updates on the second one after it got pushed back like three or four times. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna wait. Okay, <laughs> it's probably not out yet. Then that's why. Anyway, so. You know, we get all this stuff with Yoda. She's talking about the Force and explaining it. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, we get to this point where we're like, okay, we're, we're legit getting into a, a Star Wars thing here. It's not just, it's this. And we're going to have this, this Mandalorian introduced into the stuff that we know about Star Wars. You know? Mm-hmm. We've been learning more about who the Mandalorians are, or at least his sect of Mandalorians, his group of people. The, um, oh, what did they call them? I forgot what they called them, you know. 
the the children of uh, children of the fall or something like that. Um, so we're seeing more of that, but now we're starting to tie it back in. So he's understanding what we know, and it's like okay, pretty cool. So she's teaching um, Grogu the Force, you know, trying to train him and stuff like that. And she's passing a rock over there, just like a pear. I don't know. To me, it looked very much like that that weird, um, like honeymoon scene stuff going on or whatever over on Naboo from, yeah. from Attack of the Clones. But she's passing it over there. Um, but then there's the whole thing like there's too much fear in this creature. I can't train him. You know, he, he basically hid all his abilities to survive. And it's just there's this way too much of a strong attachment, you know, to to the Mandalorian, to Din. And it's just like he's just too vulnerable because of his fears. Like, ah, oh, if we heard is, this before. This is the first reason why I love this episode. Okay. Because last week you vehemently disagreed with me about about Groku now being any kind of dark side entity no. at all and this you, kind of backs that up you misunderstand my disagreement oh, my, disag- okay. my, my disagreement was about what youth what the plan of moff gideon was i not, said flat out the plan was to turn into the dark side that was not the initial plan that might have been the backup plan it might be what ends up happening you know but the initial plan was to extract the blood and then use it for what they wanted but I think what might end up happening here, and this is what I do agree with you, is they might use this to their advantage. Oh, there's conflict in this Force-sensitive being. We can try to use this and get it on our side. Where there may be a point, which I can totally see, especially now that the way they're doing it, where they try to pit him up against the Mandalorian. He, the, you know, Din does something that he probably shouldn't have done, which turns Grogu away from him. He walks over there to Moff Gideon and follows along with him. I mean, it's kind of a cliche thing. I'm hoping they don't go too far cliche with it to the point where, you know, there has to be some kind of like, hey, don't forget about this or, you know, something that he does that that turns Grogu back onto the right side. But then again, we don't know where this is going to go because Grogu is not in, in the, the new trilogy. So what's going to happen with this? We have no idea. We don't know if it's going to be a happy ending, if it's going to be an interesting ending, It's if it's just going to, you know, go on for, you know, many, many more seasons. I have no idea. But I don't disagree with you that um, the emotions cl- clouding Grogu are going to play a huge part in here in him having some conflict between light and dark. Hmm. It would make even more sense now if he was in the room when Anakin, you know... Killed mm-hmm. all the kids. Right. I mean, 50 years old, he, he was definitely around, so it yeah. would make sense. It would make total sense. And But we're, we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. Um, <laughs> I, I love how she, she's basically, um, she, she, she said right there, I, that's the big line that was, was huge. She goes, I've seen what this can lead to. You know? You know, this type of fear, this type of emotion, I've seen where this can lead to. Meaning, she saw what Anakin went through and what happened to him. And maybe others. But for me, I was kind of like, oh, she's talking about Anakin. You know? So, we'll see. We'll see where that ends up going. But, anyway. um, He's talking to her. He refers to the lightsabers as laser swords. Again. Ridiculous. Okay. And the whole plan is they're like, well, we need to go in there and, and basically free these prisoners and we can take care of what we need to take care of. And then we can talk about training, 
you know, training him. That's what he basically, cause she said no. And he's just like, okay, listen, I'll help you out. I can't train him. You need to train him. Like this has to happen. So I'm actually okay with him referring to uh, a lightsaber as a laser sword. It, oh, so makes am I. It's perfect. For, it makes it makes more sense for his character. Oh yeah, much more sense than Luke. He doesn't. Well, <laughs> go he in there with the laser sword. <laughs> he doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge of the past or the Jedi or or the Force to begin with. So how would he know lightsaber? Of no, course. When, you, no, when you're like looking that. at that thing, it's it's it, it looks like a laser sword. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um. But the whole point of here is they're teaming up and they're going to go free the prisoners. And the whole funny part about it is like there's no way that they would see that coming because of the history between Mandalorians and the Jedi, which will definitely be explained a lot more in the Clone Wars. And I know I'm going to eventually get to that. There's a season where that's very – I've seen it in passing in the past, walking by. I'm like, oh, look, there's Mandalorians there. you know. And then my, my quick reading on the Darksaber – you know, if you've done reading on it, you know as well that there was a, b- a bunch of stuff going on. There was one Mandalorian who was supposed to become a Jedi and Darksaber, blah, blah, blah. Again, we'll get there and we'll have a much better understanding as we go on. But either way, um, they're going up there ready to fight. Michael Bean was going around through the trenches there, no, trenches, like through the alleys with a gun. It looked like I was watching Aliens again, you know? It's it just the scene itself t- totally looked like, okay, we're watching Aliens. He's going around the corners, you know, looking for what, what's about to, like, jump up on him. I'm like, okay. It, it, he he fell right back into his role. Um, the guard droids, I thought the guard droids were really cool. How they were moving and stuff, you know, when they were just, like, kind of, like, flipping themselves around. And just the way they moved was really well put together. I like the, the, um, the animation they used for them. It was weird because when they were stationary, they didn't look like they could do much. But then all of a sudden, it's get up on that roof, and it just flips and rolls on top of it with ease. And yeah. it was just it was it was it it took me it back. Was I was like, Whoa, very mechanical, but very wow. fluid. It was very well yeah. done. I like how they did that. Yeah, um, agreed. Then we get into this really amazing time. This is what made this, like you said, western. You know, we've got these showdowns between Ahsoka and Morgan, and Din and Bean, or. I mean, I, I, what the heck's his character? Uh, Lang is, is Michael Bean's character, so Lang. So they're basically standing there, and they're doing, like, this quick draw thing where he's got his gun up, you know, Din's got his hand, you know, right on, right near his holster ready to go, you know, and then you've got Ahsoka with her lightsabers, and you find out that Beskar is stronger than lightsabers. That's very, very good to know uh, because we knew Beskar steel was pretty good, but we didn't realize that it could withstand a lightsaber, like battling it you know it's not like you're like oh yeah it's pretty strong it's like no it's so strong that even like when you're like attacking it with a lightsaber nah not happening like that is ooh, okay that's a game changer here and we're gonna see some more of that as we go i think this entire scene reminded me of uma thurman and lucy lou out of kill bill oh yeah Oh yeah, totally. The way that they're I mean, standing there, the, the face—it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And just the scenery and everything too. Like I said, it was very like you know set up in like a Japanese. Um, yeah, like very much setting. Very there. much so. I thought that was cool. Um, but we we got this really cool showdown. I, I thought at one point <laughs> she turns her saber sideways, and I laughed because it was very gangsta kill shot. Like turn the gun sideways. <laughs> like oh no, that's a kill shot. <laughs> like, they did it and they both kind of looked like oh she turned her saber sideways <laughs> so I, I laughed and I, out loud said kill shot <laughs> um but we get through this whole thing they have their battle and of course you know 
Bean tries to shoot at him. He he pulls his gun from the holster. Bam, done. Okay, nice and cool, nice and easy. But it was just it was just very well shot, very well put together, very well balanced. This episode was very well balanced. That's the best way that I can very, put yeah. it. Yeah. You had the you had the setup time. You had to go in there and take people out time, and you had the the resolution at the end time. Um, yeah, there was never a part in the episode where I thought it was lagging. I thought it was dragging at all. I just thought it was it was probably one of the better balanced episodes. Um, that we've seen. And th- what, what makes it funny is, again, Dave Filoni, the one who created the the animated, you know, EU over here in that sense, he was the one who directed this one. And I'm like, hmm, it's making me really want to say maybe I need to consider watching some of these other things again. Even though animation, you know, is not something I take seriously very often, um, I, it might it might get better as I go into it. I might get a little that bit is- more interested that is a serious that is a serious undertaking that you're talking about you're Mm -hmm. talking about star wars rebels star wars resistance and Mm -hmm. the clone wars star wars resistance i don't think is is as much getting into it rebels and clone wars definitely from what i've read um rebels do believe i do believe dave filoni is the creator of resistance yeah no he is he is but my point is Rebels, what, I, what I've seen from Rebels, I mean, we can talk about it here anyway, as we know that the Kenobi movie is going to be coming out at some point. There is a, an amazing scene in Rebels, and it's the only thing of Rebels I've seen, where it's basically Kenobi and Darth Maul facing off again. And it's their final face-off. And it's really just, it's well done. And I'm like, oh, that was so cool to see. And I really hope that that's going to be coming into play with the Kenobi show. Um, because that's that's something we haven't seen enough in the movies. Like, I really feel Darth Maul was underutilized in The Phantom Menace, and then he just fell aw- He fell apart. The next time we see him live is at the very end in a hologram of Solo. Solo. And that's it. You know? There was so much more to that story, and I'm glad that it was in Solo. As much as many people want to pretend Solo didn't exist, I think Solo had a lot, of, had a lot to offer. It dropped the ball in a few areas, but honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. We'll say oh, it wasn't The Last Jedi. Solo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought Solo was amazing. Oh, good. Okay. No, many it's certainly people... It's certainly better than the three Star Wars theatricals that we got. Right. So, Rogue One I mean, and Solo, I think Solo, for me, are... They were phenomenal movies. Okay. Yeah, you I were know very Solo gets a lot Solo. of hate. Yeah. I know Solo gets a lot of hate. Well, that was because I, I listened to, you know, reviewers and everything else of that nature. And I shouldn't. I, I should make yeah. up my own mind about little things like that. But Solo for me was an awesome... Well, maybe Solo was only awesome because of how disappointed I was with the three main movies. Mm, maybe. If it was, you know, anything else, if this had just come out, you know, on its own without anything else surrounding it, maybe I might feel differently. Yeah. Well, it is Or it maybe is. it's I just think... because Donald Glover did such a good job at nailing Billy D. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. When he corrects him, he still calls him Han anyway. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. just like that little power play they were doing back and forth was was great. Um, but yeah, and then the whole joke about all the capes. <laughs> Why does he have so many capes? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I just this this scene was great. The show, the episode was great. Um, then we get to this big thing right at the end where she's sitting there, like, right there with um, Morgan, and she goes, where is he? And I'm like, okay, she's talking about, you know, Moff Gideon. That's pretty much the big bad that we've been looking at this whole time. She goes, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? And I went, oh, my God! They're talking about Thrawn. And I did not expect Thrawn to be brought up because 
most of the Thrawn stuff. I mean, well, I guess no, because Thrawn Thrawn does show up um, in uh, I think in Rebels. I think he might have showed up in Clone Wars a little bit too, but um, mostly in Rebels. We see a young Thrawn in, in Clone Wars, but an older Thrawn in Rebels. Um, so I know, I guess now it, it's definitely going to consider his character canon. The book that I'm reading, again, it's Legends, it's not canon, but it is a little bit of a back, background on who he is and what's going on here, so I'm interested in still reading it. Um, but yeah, Grand Admiral Thrawn. People... Um, I mean, as we know, this is basically what happened with Star Wars. Like, Star Wars came out, you know, the first three movies, they came out, and what was the last one, 83, you know, Return of the Jedi. And then after that, nothing really happened. So in, like, the early 90s, that's when they started They started saying, hey, let's make some books. And they he made, um, you know, Timothy Zahn made this Thrawn trilogy, which really just, like, lifted everybody up. Like, oh, there's more, there's more Star Wars? There's more to Star Wars? And this sparked... Everything that we're seeing today is this Thrawn trilogy, you know, among among some others. But this is like the big one that everybody like everybody knows about it. Who who's you know been into Star Wars? Um, it's mostly people who are older than us who grew up with Star Wars, you know, or you know, uh, when I say grew up with them, like you know they were they were a little bit older when the first one came out, and then just loved it and loved it and loved it forever. Um, we we obviously saw these movies after they were released because you know we were born. We were born after they came out, so that's that's where we are on it. But we've always loved these movies anyway. Once we knew them, we loved them. So, with us not being in that that generation, you know, we didn't we didn't we weren't really introduced to these books. You know, it's more of a hey, let me go back and find these books. So, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn when she said that? I was like, oh my god, this is nuts. And I just said, I'm like, I, I guess it's time to get reading. So after after that episode, you know, I put the girls to bed and I had some time. I um. I picked up the book and I read like four chapters of the first book uh, just to kind of get a little bit more of a background on who he is and what, what he's about. Um, so far, not too much in four chapters. Um, and I had to do some studying and stuff afterwards. But still, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where they're going with this. They're introducing a lot of other characters that are from the EU. They didn't really do that in the beginning of this, of this series. We're getting these characters now. Right. So, let you know. I'm surprised they're throwing so much because Moff Gideon was was basically just created for the show. He's not from the EU. He's nowhere else. So, it, what it seems as though is Grand Admiral Thrawn is above Moff Gideon. You know. So now, now even though we haven't seen too much of Moff Gideon, we're already hearing about who his boss is. Like, okay. Um. So I guess we'll see where that goes, but. There's this whole time to say goodbye thing where, you know, clearly Din, he's got that tickle in his throat again, you know, and he's just like, what? Like, oh, I got to leave him here and I got to go. Okay, great. Um, okay. So he's like, let me go get his stuff and whatever. And um, then she comes back and there's the whole, I can't train him. He, he trusts you too much and he needs to be with you, blah, blah, blah. Go to the temple on Tythar. You know, and then when they go up there, that's when Grogu can basically stand on this altar or whatever and choose his path. Okay, we're gonna give him a chance to choose his path and see which way he wants to go. Um. Well, n- no, that's not exactly what she said. He's gonna choose his path, and she's hoping that maybe a Jedi somewhere out there will be able to sense him and come for him. Right, right, and that's what came down to it too. Yeah. So it's will if I. If Luke is introduced into this series, I am going to nope out. Mm, I don't. Th- 
That's that's I, what they're I setting up that, for. I thought that at first. I don't know. There's nothing else that she would be referring to. Right uh, now, I mean, right now, Luke is the only one that's really out there. I mean, there's Leia, but I don't know. No, no, no. really don't no. know what she's doing. Well, here's the other question, okay? Because we see, we see Ahsoka Tano here, which again, this is after the original trilogy. So let's just say after ABY. This is ABY, right? You're right. What did Yoda say? To to Obi Wan Kenobi, he's like he's our only ho- he's our last hope. And Yoda says, "No, there nope, is another. There is another. Who is he's he talking about? about? Leia. Oh, I thought that too, but now no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you wreck on the original series. I'm not. But they're saying there's speculation from where use they're using that. Yeah, there's speculation that they're using it. They're using that to say there is another. But then again, there are others because we see Ahsoka Tano here. No, he but, was specifically talking about Leia. Okay, but but as we've seen in the movies, because of what Disney did with everything here, um, with the actual theatrical trilogy, the final trilogy, the Skywalker, end of the Skywalker saga, they didn't capitalize on that. She Mary Poppins her way back and then died in the next episode anyway. So what was that leading up to? Not much. So what other hope were they talking about? She even they she, were ta- gave up her, they were, she gave up her Jedi can't. training. Okay, you, you're talking. You're trying to you're trying to tie together a series that is an admitted on your part, an admitted mess to Lucas's single vision. You can't do that. It's not oh, fair. I under, no, I no, I understand. Lucas, that, but my Lucas point is, was explicitly talking about Leia. There's no room for speculation. There should not be any argument here. I will see. <laughs> Oh wow, man! I'm just saying. I'm, I'm I'm just saying that there's there's definitely a lot of there's a lot of speculation out there about a bunch of different things, and the fact that they kept saying there's no more Jedi left, there's no more Jedi left, and here we are with Ahsoka Tano here going, but she's a Jedi. <laughs> uh, Do, is she? Okay, who? Uh, I don't know. My question, my thing about that is who on this show was the one to say there's no Jedi left on the show. Yes. Nobody. Then where are you getting that information from? You can't say, oh, there's no Jedi left, there's no Jedi left, when you don't have anybody on the show saying there's no Jedi left. Mm, I know. I know. But, we'll. I mean, again, we'll have to see where this ends up going. I, something's happening here. Where if they're able to pull Ahsoka Tano out and show that she's a Jedi, or but that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think she's a Jedi. I think she's she's a gray walker. She's somewhere in between. <laughs> Cuz I I don't think she again, we never watched the Clone Wars, but I don't think she finished her training. I don't think she did. Therefore, if you didn't finish your training, you're not a Jedi. You have See, abilities. Now that's, now that's now that's something that you can speculate on. We well, don't know how many we don't know how many Jedi in training were left out there when the Jedi order fell at the end of Sith. We have no exactly. idea what that's about. Exactly. That's that's a different that's a different thing though. That's a mm-hmm. completely different thing. That's that's separate from in oh my god, I'm even losing my mind. In Jedi, Return of the Jedi, in Jedi when Yoda's saying no, there is another. I'm sorry, no Empire. He's talking about Leia. There is no getting around that. There was no thought or idea that there was going to be 
a prequel series coming out anytime in the near future when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's I think it's important, especially when you're talking about a series that's as beloved as this and as in some ways convoluted, you have to be fair to the dialogue that's in front of you. You can't just say, oh, well, maybe. No, it, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair to the original creator. I don't think that's fair to what the t- the showrunners are doing with the show right now. Right. Is to go back and insert your own theories and say, oh, well, this might be, so this is fact. No. Right. I hate oh, when people yeah. do that. I know. But we'll, I mean, we will see. <laughs> we will see what they do with it. You know, it's just all of it. At this point, all we're doing is speculating. I mean, we can't say anything's guaranteed this or that because we don't know where the, sto- the sh- story's going to go here. It's all still up in the air. So. Kind of. I mean. Kind of. It's kind it's of a, up in the air. A lot of it is. It's kind of up in the air. Yeah. I mean, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, okay. So I'd say we're going to wrap up right now. But basically, I think the episode was great. I think it opens up a lot of other doors. I think it opens up a lot of new opportunities. And I'm I'm interested in seeing where it goes. I'm, I would I like I'm excited to see it, but I I'm also scared at the same time. So there's like an anticipation. What are you scared here. of? Well, I just I don't want them to go too far in a different direction and and veer away from where they started. I know? think you have to. I think you I know. Have to. Well, I, you do, one way or another, I think you have I, to go off in a different direction. You can't you you can't maintain any kind of sizable audience by staying the same for. You know, three, four, five, six seasons. It's not going right. to remain like this. It's not going to remain this Western type feel. Eventually, no, 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 no. something is going to change. Something's going to give. If if, if anything does, if anything does change in the show, I am hoping that they steer more towards a centralized story, as opposed right. to Den going from one place to another, to another, to another, and introducing you know, several different characters throughout the season. I'm with you right. when you, at the beginning of this thing, you said, oh, I'm still waiting for, you know, some kind of a crew to be put together. That's mm-hmm. the change I'm hoping for. And then right. they can go off into whatever direction they want to. Right. And and we'll, and we'll see where that goes. And I think at that point, that's when we're going to start to see that it's like rounding its end. I'm, I'm hoping that they, they make this show finite just because, like we were talking about Walking Dead, you know, there's a certain point that you, you cross a threshold and you just went too far, you know, and, and you, you took it to a direction that just it's hard to go back from. And I don't want that to happen to this. So for me, I'm excited to see where they go, but I'm also mm. nervous because I don't want them to go down a path where it's like, oh, now and you're going to have to find a way to fix it. Or you might just keep going down that path and then we're going to lose it. I mean, how many shows have we watched? How many things have we seen where it's like everything's great? And then the final season is just like garbage. I mean, I never watched. I never watched The Sopranos, but I'll I'll just leave it. There. I did, <laughs> I did. I watched so, The Sopranos. And, and okay, you, and that's my for point. you, for you, I will say this: The Sopranos, through and through, from beginning to end, is a good, solid series. And anybody mm-hmm. out there listening to me should absolutely check it out at mm-hmm. least once. At least once, it should be on everybody's bucket list for television shows that they want to watch before they kick it. Right. The final scene in that show, however, it's not bad. It's just a big question mark and ha-ha, and then off into the night they go. It's right. very jarring. That mm-hmm. 
is the only bad thing I'll say about that series. There are other examples that you could have pulled from. You could have said the final Dexter. three seasons of Dexter. Yeah, there, there Dexter. you go. <laughs> you could have. You you can talk about the Walking what the Walking Dead is right now. A lot of people feel that way about the final season of Mad Men. I don't. I actually enjoyed what that turned it out turned out to be. Um, True Blood is another one, the way that that series ends. So, yeah, there are quite a few television series out there that absolutely overstayed their welcome. And I'm with you. I hope that this is not going to be that. Right. I will I will echo what I said earlier, though. It does have to change. Something yeah, has oh, to yeah. No, it, 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 it has I'm to not change. It has about, to evolve. I'm not talking about a small change either. I'm talking about something significant has to change if this show is to, ma- is to maintain the momentum that it is. Mm-hmm. If... If we get into season four, for example, and he's still jumping from planet to planet, that's going to become very boring. Yeah, yeah. We're, Do you know what I mean? Yes. Something like that. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm we hoping, we need to I'm, have we need to have more development with this Grogu character and some more. Uh, just I, I don't know. It has to be. I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say structured. we need more development with Grogu. I would say. He's a baby. He can't speak. What he's you know waddling around. That's what that character is. What more development right. is there going to really be unless we start going into his past and we get like, here's what happened and we get like that as a single episode. That would be development. But as of right now, like, I don't know. What 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 more what more can you ask for out of a well, we've, out of a we've baby? seen more here. And I'll say right there, like obviously, um, just to prove my point, um, Din was talking to him trying to get him to do the wires in that other episode. Yeah. He understands him. And she said to it. a point. <laughs> to a point. Right. Right. I know. I know. But he understands that. to a point. Don't but touch the, the wires like, together and he proceeds to touch the wires together. Yeah, cuz he heard touch the wires together. So that's that's what kids do, you know, tell anybody don't think about pink elephants. What do you think about pink elephant? So that that's kids. That's what it is to have kids. If I tell Hannah, you know, if I tell my daughter don't jump off the couch, She's going to be excited to jump off the couch. That's just what happens. It's nature. It's human nature. Don't do this. Oh, oh. don't, you know, touch nothing but the lamp. Oh, okay. You know, like whatever. There's just tons of things like that. It's temptation. So um, either way, what it comes down to here is like there's obviously some type of development they're doing with, with Grogu. You know, we're seeing here that he's to train him, basically. Find a way to get him trained one way or another, whether it's somebody else or him or what. I don't know how it's going to happen, but somebody somebody did a, a fan art that was just really, really cool. And it showed a, it showed an, a grown-up Grogu wearing, um, like, Mandalorian armor, right? Hmm. Looked, it looked like Boba Fett's armor, actually, which would make sense since he's got Boba Fett's armor right now. Um, why don't you and, why don't you try to find out where that is and link it to me and I can put it in the show notes so everybody can see it. Exactly. Good. Cuz I that's what I'm going to send that to you. Um but basically I saw that and it was really really cool because it showed him like kneeling down there um and holding um Din's helmet kind of like um when when Boba held Jango's helmet at the end. You mm. know, at, at his end. So I I saw that and I'm kind of like, "Ooh, what a, what a take." on that, you know, where we see like, this could be something that lasts years, a partnership, you know, and they might allude to that at some point, but again, it's just fan art. We don't know, but it's a really, really cool, um, really cool drawing. So you guys can see that in the notes there. But, um, anyway, I guess that's all I wanted to say about this episode. It was just, it was really just well balanced. That's the biggest thing. It's very well balanced, very entertaining. Um, 
my daughters and I loved it. It was just, it was really well put together. It had a lot of the old, a lot of the new, and I, you know, I definitely think they're, they're going in a very interesting direction with it. Yeah. All right. Ditto. Well, I mean, I, I said everything <laughs> that I wanted to say about this one. I, I loved it too. And I know I said that I didn't want the show to become too Star Wars y. Um, this is an episode where I'll make an exception. I know that makes me sound a little <laughs> bit like a hypocrite, but whatever. I'm yeah, going to no. make an exception into this because it, it did, as far as this show being a space Western, this is as Western as the show has gotten. And that's what mm-hmm. I loved about the show. That's what I've been loving about the show since the beginning. So there's that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. You guys have a good one. We'll uh, we'll catch back next week or maybe sooner. We might have an episode um, coming out about uh, New Mutants at some point soon. Yeah, possibly. All right. You guys have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>